The four biggest mistakes investors make. We'll talk about it today. This is the Seven Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. CFP, VP at Morgan Stanley, Erica Cummings joins the conversation again this month, first Friday of every month. She's here with us. And the topic this month is the four biggest mistakes that investors make. Yeah. So this piggybacks on last month's episode where we talked about the five principles of financial success. So when we do our workshops and the workshop that's called Demystifying Your Finances, we talk about the five principles, which your listeners can go back and review. And I always say that we're in this perfect room and it's kind of a vacuum and everybody's sitting there and these five principles make so much sense. And mm-hmm. yes, they require patience and they require discipline and there's not a whole lot of sizzle and it's not a, a real get rich, rich quick kind of theme. However, it works and it has stood the test of time for hundreds of years. And I always say to them, you've now got the secret sauce. So all you have to do is go forth into the world and execute on what we talked about. But I'd say, unfortunately, you're going to leave this room. And you're going to be faced with all of the outside world and all the forces that, that come to push against these five principles. And if you think about the things that we believe in as human beings, whether we're faith-based or not, that's, that's kind of every day of our life. Mm-hmm. So we have principles and we have standards that we believe in, but on a regular basis we're being tested. Whether it's by other people or by situations, we're always being tested. And so these are the four mistakes that... We have seen, like I said, almost 20 years doing this, that I have seen over and over again derail those five principles. And these are mistakes that even the most financially savvy people are tempted to make. Every single person that has an emotion running through their body is capable of making these mistakes. So the most savvy people, including myself, have those moments where it's really hard if you don't have somebody to hold your hand or somebody to help you correct that you can make these mistakes. Because again, when you think about it, every other part of your life, if you're trying to lose weight, you know how to do it. I mean, we all know what to do. It's you're going to holiday parties and your favorite dessert ever is in front of your face tomorrow it's kind of hard to say no. So even the strongest people have a hard time in many aspects of their life. So this applies to every single person that has ever attempted to save or invest for their future. Okay. So the first biggest mistake. The first mistake, and I say this all the time to my workshop attendees, you walk out the door and the noise begins. Mm -hmm. So mistake number one is listening to the noise. So let's say you're leaving the workshop or you listen to the podcast from November and you have your five principles and you go out and you go to work that morning and you say, wow, I listened to this great podcast in the car and Erica talked about these five principles. They make so much sense. They absolutely are the right way to do things. And immediately your coworker says, no, I have a much better way. Or you're going to family parties over the next month or so, and you have an uncle who has a much better way of doing things, or you talk to your neighbors when you're going out to get your 401k statements, and your neighbor says, oh, 
you're only getting that. I'm getting this. Yes. Yes. Or you turn on the TV and I don't want to name any channels, but there are certain channels that people are screaming at you that here's what you can do to do better today. Here's what you should be in, you know, paying attention to. And tomorrow, here's what you should be paying attention to. And it's something different every single day which goes completely against everything that we talk about. And you did say, you know, slow and steady wins the race, but that's not the most exciting. That's not the sexiest. No. That's not something you brag about. 24-hour news channels, they can't survive on slow and steady wins the race. And it's particularly difficult when the markets get rough because we constantly hear words like sore and plummet to describe the market. Well, if you went on an elevator and those were your two options, to soar or to plummet, you would never want to take that ride. You immediately can't help but start to think, maybe Erica wasn't right. Maybe the biggest, biggest statement of all time that happens through every market, whether it's a market that's on its way up or a market that's on its way down, is that this time is different. And it's never different. The outcome is never different. It's just the path seems different. Ah, okay. And so you have that noise out there, whether it be the media, whether it be your friends, your family that are saying, no, it's never been this bad, or we're dealing with geopolitical issues that we never dealt with before. And we all know that nowadays with social media, it, it's just pounded into your head that nothing's ever been this bad. We've never been this divisive. And so you really start to think. You have to tune it out, and you have to keep reminding yourself that you have the strength in the knowledge that this too shall pass, Mm -hmm. that the market is up 75% of the time and the market is down 25% of the time, that we have been, in fact, through worse, and that the only way that the markets don't recover, the only way that we don't ever continue to see, people say to me all the time, is, is there a point where the market will get so low that it that we just have to get out. The only way that happens is if we all don't buy holiday gifts and we don't continue to want to elevate our stature in life, which just it doesn't happen. Right. That's one. Good. Number two. Okay. Number two is uh, unrealistic expectations, and this happens in two ways. So the first way is when you're saving, and we've talked about saving quite a bit this entire year. The longer you wait to save, the harder it's going to be to get to the goal that you want to get at. And I have charts that can show you three different people that started investing when they were 30, when they were 40, and when they were 50, and they invested the same total principle. So the dollar amount that they took out of their paycheck was a total of the same. It's just obviously the person who waited until 50 has to save that much more every month versus the person who waited till 30. But that compounding effect, that time and compounding effect has a huge, huge effect on the result. So you can have people that started saving at 30 less money than you'll ever have to save if you wait till 40 and 50 and end up with double what you have just because of, of time and, and compounding. It is critical that after this year and all of the knowledge that we have talked about and every bit of insight that that we've given and the time and effort that all of you have put into this, that you find a way to start saving as much as you possibly can as soon as you possibly can. So that's 
on the way up, the unrealistic expectation. I have never had a single person in all of my career say to me, I wish I hadn't saved that much. And again, every little bit counts. It really, really every does. Every little bit. Okay. And it, it comes down to daily decisions, giving up little things on a daily basis that, that really adds up over the course of, of years. The other part of the unrealistic expectation is on the other side. So now you're at retirement. And we've talked about planning and how important it is to have a plan all the way up through retirement. The plan is critical when it's time to retire because one of the biggest mistakes that people make is spending too much in retirement, spending down their retirement accounts too quickly. Mm. So the percentage that they're taking out of their 401ks or their IRAs is too high and they're not taking into account inflation, they're not taking into account their life expectancies, their longevities. The average couple has a 75% chance of one of them living until 90. So you have to plan, most people, for a 25 to 30-year retirement, whether that's both of you or one of you, that money needs to last for 25 to 30 years. If you have not put significant planning into what is a a proper amount that should come out every single year, then you will run out. And you don't have a lot of options when you're in your 80s to fix the problem. Yeah. And wow. I've seen time and time again that, that when people get to the point where it's a critical decision, where we really need to start to, to bring it back, they don't want to. And that's the time when it's it's that last moment when you could maybe make a shift to make it better. It's really, really bad when it's at the end and the options are so mm-hmm. limited. I have seen people have to sell their homes and move into one-bedroom apartments. There's lots of devastating effects that can happen, so it's so important that you do this planning before you walk out the door. I would much rather see somebody work an extra year and put themselves in a situation where they're running out of money. Sure, and you worked so hard your entire life. You want to have that moment in retirement to enjoy it, all the hard work that you put in. The last thing you want is stress. You had stress your entire work life. This is supposed to be exciting. So, So that is a huge part of it, is making sure that you're not overspending. And it's really hard to do that on your own. It really, really is. You can be very disciplined, but... When you see the markets up like this year, over 20%, and you're looking at your account and you're saying, oh, maybe I'll just take a little more this year to go on that vacation. Well, quickly next year, the market could be down. So it's really difficult. It's so important that you have a plan and you diligently stick to it. It should be as if you're still working and you have a paycheck and you have to adhere to that paycheck. That's good advice. Okay. Biggest mistake number three is that people confuse simplicity with complexity. And this kind of goes back to the first one with the noise, where you'll start to listen to the media, you'll start to read the newspapers or the magazines, and you hear these really big, complicated words coming out of the financial industry. And you have people in the financial industry coming to you saying that there's products out there that can do X, Y, and Z. And you automatically assume that because they're talking in complex words, because they're talking about sophisticated investments, that it must be better. And there must be a way to get better returns. And there must be people that are really, really smart out there that can actually, you know, beat the quote unquote system. Because complexity to a lot of people means intelligence. 
It means that there's a lot of hard work involved, which means there must be better results. But going back to those principles that we talked about last month, and really what we've talked about all year, is simplicity requires patience, it requires faith, and it requires discipline. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. You don't have to be looking for really, really complicated investments that can put you in pretty bad situations depending on what you're getting yourself into. It doesn't have to be that difficult. It just seems as if the more complicated the conversation is or the more snowed almost you feel that you are perhaps going to get a better result. You're right. When you hear somebody speaking in terms that you're not familiar with, you do just assume, oh, God, they must know more than me. And then it feeds into people's insecurity. Do you feel like this one mistake is one of the most common? Well, I think that that's one of the biggest beliefs that most people have. Mm. And that not just on it's on a larger level where you look at, quote unquote, industry experts, but also where you get the better of your own emotions and you feel, well, if I get out right now and I sell everything and go to cash, that it it goes against everything that Erica said, but I I just feel better and, you know, there's people telling me to do it and that that there's, there has to be more than just I should be patient all the time. Yeah, okay. And, you know, I have a chart that shows that if you miss, over the course of 30 years, if you miss the best 15 days in the market, 15 days out of 30 years, your return can go from an average of 9% to an average of 6%. That's significant, and that's Mm -hmm. missing 15 days out of 30 years. And so there is nobody that can time things perfectly There's no Harvard MBA Wall Street guru that can do this on a consistent basis. For the average person, the patience and the discipline, there's nothing that they can do, whether good or bad with the market, that is going to have a larger effect on them than not saving enough or spending too much. Yeah, okay. So rest assured, slow and steady does win the race. And don't let anyone make you feel insecure. You're doing it right. If you follow what Erica has been saying, you're doing it right. Now, I feel like we need to give you a drum roll or something. The fourth and final biggest mistake investors make is... And this is a big one. For everything that we've been talking about all year long, especially for those women out there that have been diligently gathering all their information, the fourth one is not knowing what you don't know. Mm. So there's three types of knowledge, Mm -hmm. what you know you know, what you know you don't know, and the largest portion of the pie is what you don't know you don't know. And this happens, everybody listening right now can probably think of a person who, and a lot of times it's women, who either lost their spouse or went through a divorce and they were shocked at what they didn't know. And you immediately go into panic mode. You immediately go into this point where you no longer can deal with the emotions of what the transition is in your life, whatever it might be. And you go to, am I even going to be able to pay my mortgage? And sometimes it's legitimate. 
because there's been mistakes that have been made along the way that you're unaware of. I have seen women particularly that had no idea how much debt existed within their household, that they had no idea that the pension, they signed off on actual pension with a notary that said they weren't going to get anything if their spouse passed away. And suddenly there's no pension. There was a study done on why women listen to podcasts. People, but specifically why women listen to podcasts. And it is just that, to know what they don't know, to to learn about something, at least have somewhat of an understanding. And I think that's why this is so fantastic that you come in every month and help us uncover those things that we didn't even know existed. Well, I love it. And I think that the way that you've laid it out all year, Sandy, is wonderful because we've, we've chunked it out into manageable pieces. And there's certainly more that we are going to go into next year because a lot of this was digging things out of the drawers and just starting to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And next year is going to be really uh, the theme that we're going with is having 2020 vision for obviously a play on 2020, 2020 vision of your financial life and really 2020 vision of your whole life. So really taking this opportunity, everybody loves a new year, but this is a new decade. It's kind of exciting. And, you know, to just really take a step back and say, am I truly being the best version of myself? And am I giving myself the self-care that I need in order to be the best mom or the best wife or the best friend or the best employee, whatever it is that you represent as a person that you're giving your best. And this year was an excellent way for, for women to start to get comfortable with a topic that most people don't think of when it comes to self-care. Yeah. You have a fantastic holiday. You too. And happy holidays to all our listeners. Are you going back to, are you going back home? No, everybody's coming to us. The caravan is coming. Oh God, how fun. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Everybody will be happily displaced throughout the house. Yeah. My husband loves it too, because it's nice to not have to travel and to just wake up in your own house. So, oh boy. How many people are we talking? Uh, In total, it's 12 on on Christmas day, but we have about, uh, I think it's seven or eight that come and stay with us. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my God, your Mm -hmm. kids must love it. They do love it. Yes. It is a giant slumber party and uh, there'll be quite a bit of bad choices involved, (laughs) which is okay. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you don't go over your budget. That's right. As long as you don't go over your budget. You can always exercise more. And you got to be able to pay it off at least by January, right? That's right. Okay. Because right. you don't, you don't want to be starting the year off having to look back as if this whole year, all the work you did was, was for nothing. Well, happy holidays to you and your family. You too. Next week will be actually our final episode for the year. We're going to take some, uh, some time off for the holidays, but... A perfect way to end the year with wisdom from 88 years young, Pat Ward Baker, next week on the Seven Figures Podcast. All right, time to raise a glass and say cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at sandy at rochesterbuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women.